This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We are in the business of time. It's our most valuable resource. Ask anybody, what's more valuable, time or money? Which is it? Time. Here's the problem, though. Most people go through their days spending their time. That's because we were never taught how to invest it. Everything that we do, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's in our trainings or with the companies that we work with, it's all about helping you better invest your time so that you can achieve extraordinary results. Now, how you invest your time varies depending on what you do professionally. It also can have a massive shift when you go from employee to being an owner. Today's episode is a case study of how one organization that we have worked with over the past year started using the principles of the one thing to help their franchise owners start thinking and investing their time like owners. The three people you are going to meet are on the leadership team of a home inspection company called Home Team. And one of their biggest challenges is when someone buys a Home Team franchise, they are buying models for a business. Yet, most of the people who have purchased these franchises have never been business owners. They've never had sales training. They've been traditional employees. And all of a sudden, they don't have a boss telling them what to do. They're their own boss and realize that I actually have complete control over my time. And so if I can do anything, how do I invest it? And if I can do anything, how do I make sure that I'm not spending my time and that I'm investing it with the expectation of a return? As you listen to the episode, pay attention to how they use really simple models of the one thing, like the 411, a tool that gives you clarity on the priority, or something like a one thing planner to help these people understand these are the handful of things I need to do each day that if I just knock those dominoes down will automatically put me on track for getting to where I want to go. If you'd like to learn more about how we work with organizations, you can go to the onething.com slash training. If you scroll down, there's a whole corporate section. If you just fill out any of those forms, you'll end up getting on the phone with someone on our team and we can walk you through it a little bit more. With that, let's get into this conversation with Buddy, Chris, and James from Home Team. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month.
Guys, I've been looking forward to this conversation. For some context, Buddy, you're the Director of Operations for Home Team. And Chris and James, the two of you are business coaches inside the organization. And the three of you, your job is to... When you have franchise owners, your job is to help them get on model, the models that you've provided them for success so that they can have great businesses. Buddy, I'm curious, how did you first come across the one thing? We were uh, attending the family reunion for Keller Williams as a national preferred vendor. And throughout the entire show, I was introduced to people. And someone introduced me to Jeff. And uh, he asked me to come and see a session with him and Jay Papson. And uh, Adam Long and I went over and, and listened to that session for a bit. And then, so that was our first introduction to it. I'm curious, what went through your mind when you heard Jay and I talking about the principles of the one thing? Well, what went through my mind was, you know, this program is something that must work. A, they're here in front of the entire Keller Williams world. They have the backing of Gary Keller himself. And so it must be something worth listening to. And then I realized that we do things inside our company that sort of mirror this in a way, but it didn't have the structure that this had, and it didn't have the credibility that this has. So that's what made me start thinking about it. Let's talk a little bit about your business. Home Team is a franchise organization. You do home inspections. James, help us understand what's the biggest challenge your franchisees have when it comes to, I guess, getting into the business and managing their time. Really, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset challenge, which... Initially, we had thought, you know, we've been at this a while now, over 30 years. Initially, it was like, do we, ju- do we just need to teach them how to be a good inspector? But as time developed, we realized there's this whole other rest of your life that goes around that core discipline. And it was this all this core area around your life, all your culture that went around that core discipline that was preventing us from really moving the needle on how fast these businesses would start and how healthy those businesses would be and it was you know it was that coming to that awareness as we were rebuilding our training system and and trying to get people stronger faster more reliable starts and a legacy that they could hand off to someone where we realized whoa 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 we need to step back and we need to deal with taking people that don't know how to think like an owner and change their fundamental assumptions about how the universe works because most people have lived their entire life working for a boss. And there's a whole lot of unspoken assumptions that go into that whole environment that are suddenly ripped away from you when you step out on your own as a businessman. And that's where the one thing stuff really helped us accelerate that mind change for our folks. Because we went from teaching our business operations model to teaching a way of thinking about life, Mm. including how to use and invest your time. And it's when we took that step back that we could really see a, a change in the way people actually started taking action in their own lives. Well, you're, you're saying something interesting, James. And, and Chris, I want to dive in on this with you because we have so many people who listen to this podcast, who are currently employees, who are interested in starting their own thing one day. They have not yet experienced 
how their focus and behavior needs to shift when you go from being an employee to being an owner. Walk us through that. Absolutely, uh, Jeff. That's probably the one of the number one things we run into is often people see someone who owns a business and they only see the results, but they don't understand what it took to get there. And so they want that. And when so you say the can, results, you mean you see the lifestyle that they have or the income they perceive that they have, the, the perceived freedom. Yes, the, the uh-huh. successful business, right? And they're like, and the, the time freedom is probably the big thing most people are, are looking at. And so they're like, I want that. And so they, they buy a business. Well, everyone who comes to home team, just about the majority of them have never owned a business. So they don't necessarily know all the moving parts they have to deal with. And so as you're spinning up the business, you're getting it, it started. Anyone who started a business knows what I'm talking about. It's not easy. And it's easy to get distracted by a million things that you need to do. But finding the things you should do is, the, is what they need to be taught. And so what the one thing's allowed us to do is help them hyper-focus on the things that matter that are at that moment and that season of their business maturity level. I remember starting my first business on the side while still holding down a full-time job. And that experience of seeing all the things and telling yourself it has to get all done is real. How do you teach them to separate the things they should be doing from all the things that they could be doing? Sometimes it's as simple as walking them through the exercise. So we will walk them through, write down everything you have to do. Now, I want you to pick the 20% of what you should do. And then we watch them squirm and we watch them struggle because they're like, I have to do it all. And we're like, you're only allowed to pick. And as you force them to, to practice it, they're like, okay. And then they see the importance of that. And then helping them understand that they're probably going to get it wrong the first time. Mm-hmm. So I would say, how do you do it? Is you walk them through it and train them. Yeah. And what you're referring to is the idea of turning that to-do list into the success list, which is in the book, right? Make the list of all the things you could do. Ask the question for each one. Is this a 20% priority that drives 80% of my results? Yes or no. And once you know the 20 percenters, you just list them in order of priority and start at number one. And I think important, we tie that then to though, what is it you really want to accomplish? And then will this help you accomplish Mm. your one thing or your goal? And if it won't, it needs to go back on the task list, which is important but not going to get you your goal. Yeah. The ability to make choices is a muscle. And we have to, we train it with these really simple things, simple exercises, right? Because the pattern when it's small and easy, like a task list sorting into a priority list, is the same muscle that you have to do when you've got your number one relationship on fire and three other brand new relationships. You have to make a choice there. That's what owners do all day long, is they make a choice over everything that has to be done to where am I going to start? And and it starts with that simple process that Chris is talking about. And uh, one thing really gave us the structure so that we could quickly spin this stuff up and and get people moving together and also build community around it. Because when they're in a group, they're in a group with a bunch of owners and they're all learning and doing this together and practicing together. And so you're building camaraderie and you're, you're, you know, you're laughing at each other as 
as you get it wrong and you're celebrating each other's victories. And, you know, that's one of the unique dynamics that's here. I mean, all of us, uh, Buddy and Chris and all of us have owned our own businesses before. And our best days are the days when we're helping people avoid the potholes that slowed us down in our lives previously before we got here. So your guys' stuff has really helped us streamline the delivery of that uh, to a whole bunch of new people. Because we don't have a lot of time to get them to be successful, right? Dinner needs to be on the table. Yeah, that's right. Well, one of the things that that prompted this conversation was it was a year ago that we were together in Orlando. So as timing would have it right before COVID hit, and we did a training for your people. What blew me away was how when we reconnected after a year, how well you guys had taken the ideas that we presented from just the, the one thing principles to the idea of the 411, which for those of you that are new to the one thing, it's a tool that gives you clarity on your priorities. And also the one thing planner. And wove that into your models so that when somebody buys a franchise, they start this business, you literally hand them the roadmap based on the tools. Walk us through what that looked like because we have other people who are listening to this that could benefit. Right. So we have, you know, all this experience of what you have to do. What one thing allowed us to do was really boil that down very, very simply because we understand there was a massive disconnect. When we would say, you need to go talk to an agent, they didn't understand how that would fit in their day. They, mm-hmm. they, they had no point of reference for what that should look like in their hour by hour, minute by minute life. And so what we were able to do with the GPS tool is grab their passion and show how their passion plugged into our model. And then we would hand them a 411 that says, here's what you've got to accomplish this week. And we even give them their planners with the first couple of months filled out. This is how you take all of this stuff and fit it in your day. And and by what the one thing let us do is show instead of just tell. We've always been telling but now with those tools, we were able to show and we were able to show a large group of guys. It was our biggest training class this last year. I mean, 2020 was huge for us. 25 or 30 new locations came through. So it was, it was uh, providential, the timing of bringing your guys' tool in because it allowed us to be a lot more f- efficient. Chris, do you want to say more about that? Yeah, I would say I would add one step to that, Jeff. Before we were able to hand the planner and the 411 and the GPS to our franchise owners, we did it to ourselves Mm. because we had to have the credibility that we are practicing what we preach. And I, I am personally the stereotypical person that didn't do any of this stuff. I had my massive task list and I would put tasks on my task list. I already did just so I could check them off. All right. This taught me. Open my email. Check. Yes, I'm a winner. There you go. And, and, and that was real. Um, and so that spoke volumes to me. And I was a chronic 18 domino guy starter. And so it taught me how to start it and identify the first domino. So we were able to take what we learned ourselves and, and what it fundamentally, we had the fruit from that effort and how it transformed within our own business. And then we were able to then easily take that out and apply it. There's yeah. something that's really important about that because I've shared this on so many episodes, but for people who are new, one of the first things Jay ever said to me was the fastest way you can get out of business with us is to not live the book. 
You don't have to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You have to be trying. You have to be on a path of mastery. And it's the same thing with this. And one of the things I really respect about the three of you is you didn't just say, oh, this is something cool that you should consider doing. You started living it yourself so that you'd have the credibility when doing it. Buddy, I'm curious from your perspective, because you know, you're the leader for these guys. Mm-hmm. What shift did you see in them when they took it upon themselves to start living it? No, that's that's a great question, Jeff. You know, I, uh, we had this coaching. Uh, well, let me step back. We didn't even really call these guys coaches until this year. Okay, we were operations support, uh, franchise support. This the support word was the key because, as you know, or most know, and franchising support is a big factor. And so we would have. Chris's business skills and James' business skills, my business skills, and not in a collective bucket, okay, necessarily. You know, we collaborate on things, but at the end of the day, when a question comes in or, or a, a, a something has to be done, it's what we feel like is the best answer for at the time. Mm. And what I found often was we were trying to appease new owners, especially, and uh, validate what isn't part of the model to keep them going. And so, you know, I saw when you figure out those six lies about success, right? Everything equal, or matters equally is, is a lie, right? And, you know, and you can't just willpower your way through things or you'll run out of it, right? So, so what I saw was this succinct effort to put together this program first by living it and then doing it with the first few classes that came through mm-hmm. and then seeing the results. And so it transformed us into better meetings internally, taking it to the staff, helping them get through it, discovering things with them and, and just getting total buy-in. And now, you know, we're a little bit better at it. So, you know, we're excited to see what comes next. I'm curious because for anybody who's in sales... They know their one thing is lead generation, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your one thing is to go sell and easier said than done. <laughs> what did you see shift with your franchisees when you're bringing them on board and saying, instead of saying, hey, go drive business, what changed? I'll take that, Jeff. It, what changed was we used to say, go out and go sell and talk to agents. Well, that's like Domino 20. We broke it down systematically to how many you had to talk to per day. And by collectively adding that up, that got you the goal of the year, which looked too big. And, and, and so it enabled them to focus their day on the one thing that mattered when they start out. If you don't go sell and talk to agents, then the inspections won't follow. That's just the fruit. So what it did is allowed us to break down to the simplest domino of what they had to do to achieve a good, strong start their first year because we've realized a start in the first year that's strong, oh, it, it, it makes many other things less necessary down the road. That's right. And, and I think there's something important there. How many, if somebody is following the model, how many agents would they talk to over the course of a year? 1,200. Right. So I'm imagining I buy a business <laughs> and I'm that great, go talk to 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very daunting. I, Buddy? I can I could say I mean I won't be stepping out of bounds here, but uh, through through some analytics and real data, 
we use that number for a reason, believe me. It wasn't arbitrary. And we know how many referrals per agent we get on average across the country because we track it. And so when we ask, they ask, well, what am I going to do? What's the prediction of the future? We can say, you know, this many inspections come per agent. So this is how many you need to talk to to reach your goal. And that gives that credibility as well, because mm-hmm. that, that number seems huge. But, you know, some of our guys do it and they don't even think about the number anymore. Right. You know, it might be more than that, probably. They formed habits around it. But I'm imagining right. being new, hearing that, and mm-hmm. that can be, it can be paralyzing. But what I loved that you guys did, you said, great, this is your annual goal. Don't let that phase you. This is just what it takes for you to live the mm-hmm. type of life you want to be living. Mm-hmm. But let's break that down to, here's what you have to do this month. If you break that down to, here's what you have to do this week. By the time you broke it to the granular level on the 411, how'd they feel about it? It was liberating because they went from this big, scary, undefined thing to, oh, I need to find five people to talk to. I know why I need to talk to them. I know their four core needs. And I know the seven questions to ask them to dig into their life. And you handed them a calendar saying, here's when you should do it. (laughs) And here's where you should do it, right? So it went from this kind of undefined gelatinous blob to a very specific thing. Make this phone call, ask these questions, and do it right now. Buddy, what happened in terms of the results of the org last year as a result? Uh, We we, we were up in a a kind of tumultuous year. 20% 20% overall, we sold about 30 franchises. And uh, and when you say about, it's because of the year, the break in the year when they bought versus the calendar. But anyway, yeah, 30, we, we had unprecedented results in many markets. Uh, a lot of people were that were afraid of what was going to happen after COVID occurred and kind of froze. There was a four-week lull there for us, but that's it. We went down for four weeks and went straight up and, and basically set records almost every week for against previous years in inspections and revenue. As cool as that is, that hasn't been the most rewarding part. What's happened in some of the personal lives of some of these people? It, it's built a massive community, right? We've survived 2020 together because, I mean, not only are we on each other's all on the same mission because the mission's clearly defined now. Um, but we're together every week talking about these things. We're our, sharing our wins, sharing our failures, troubleshooting and working through those together. And that's just with the new the new guys that have been part of our onboarding process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris, I mean, you've talked to some people that have that have embraced some of these ideas outside that new group. Two examples come to mind. We have one franchise owner who uh, personally was battling um, an addiction and was having a negative impact on their business. And their business was at a critical stage of growth. Either it was going to go up or go away. And they used, and after our convention, implemented the 66-day challenge and got free of the addiction, refocused on their business, and last year had record growth. Another example is uh, one of our best starts unbeknownst to us, we didn't even know he was using the one thing, um, was implementing it. and <laughs> Was listening uh, to this podcast before we ever came to the yes. convention. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, and he, he was he, always ahead of the curve, you know. Hey, Fran. Shout out to Fran. So since the convention, Fran has, uh, he's strung together one of the best starts in the history of Home Team and has not slowed down 
and has continued to somehow in the midst of the busiest period of the growth of his, his business has managed to maintain focus uh, and sanity as he's juggling all these things that are coming at him as a new owner. He's able to maintain focus. I want you to talk to that person that, you know, COVID has shifted a lot of things for all of us. It's changed the way we work. It's changed where we work. Some of us, um, some people lost jobs and have been forced to create new opportunities for themselves. What advice would you give to somebody who has been stuck in the weeds, seeing all the things and they need to learn to start thinking and acting like an owner? What advice would you give them? Buddy, let's go to you first. Okay. As an owner, you have to realize that the circumstances that are in front of you are are what you have to deal with. That sounds simple. But reality is it's irrelevant whether things are shut down with COVID. If you have to make your business go to, to keep people employed, your livelihood going and the growth, it, it's an irrelevant thing. It, you have to keep doing different things to make it work. And if that means going and doing Picking up signs for agents to keep the the relationship going because you're allowed to be out there and doing that, you can. I think it comes down to the one thing. It's asking, what can I do that really matters and is a good piece of advice to business owners? James what, or, or Chris, let's go to you. What advice would you give to somebody who's... They want to start thinking more like an owner. I believe that a, an owner mentality or mindset is that of a winner. You know, you only are going to win. And in order to win, I've, there's four pieces that, that you need. Uh, you need to have the belief in what you're doing is going to work. You need to have the conviction, the confidence, and then the tenacity to never stop and give up regardless of what challenges present you. Because mm-hmm. the mindset of an owner is you're to solve problems. And as you solve problems, you continue to push that rock uphill. James, how about you? Gosh, uh, for me, ownership starts with the one thing that we all actually own, and that's our life. Hmm. And unless you're willing to own your own life and realize my life is the way I have made it, that's when I was failing with some of my other businesses, I, I was blaming everybody and my circumstances and, and th- getting lost in the busyness, not being productive. And it was good people coming around me and saying, ownership starts with you owning your own life. And, and I think that's what one thing has helped us communicate to people is you need to make space in your life to work on your life and not be only living in your life. You got to get outside of it and look down on it and then put focused intent there and say, where have I been? Where am I? And where do I want to go? And that's the beginning of the process of thinking like an owner. And as you build that muscle, then you apply it to your relationships, you apply it to your work, you apply it to your community. Um, that's the path we're on, and that's the path we're excited to bring others along with us here. That's why the three of us love working together, because we're all kind of screwy like this. Uh, but that's, that's, I think, where we start with, with how to think like an owner. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Buddy, Chris, and James from Home Team. I remember what it felt like to go from 
being an employee where I had a boss that was very clear on this is your role and this is what you should be doing on a day to day to becoming an owner. Suddenly you have so much more freedom. Yet with that, it can be paralyzing because you realize you don't have as much of the structure that you had when you were an employee inside an organization and you had a very clearly defined role. Suddenly everything falls to your plate when you're the owner at the beginning. And it's easy to get caught up going through the days, doing a lot of things that keep you busy, but that don't actually drive business. The opportunity is to remember the number one lie of productivity, the lie that everything matters equally, because it doesn't. To get really clear, what are my 20% priorities? The things that if I just did those would drive 80% of the results. And it's not to say that you don't do or acknowledge the other things. You just don't do them first. What I really admire about what these three gentlemen have done inside their organization is they took really simple models of the one thing and started living them themselves so that they would have validity. And then they earned the right to look up. And when they were coaching and advising their new franchise owners, they helped them start having a relationship with their goals early on. They helped them start forming the right habits right off the bat because you decide your habits, you decide your futures. And no surprise, they've had amazing success as a result. What we hope that you take from this episode, whether you are an employee, an owner, an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. We all wake up with the ultimate equalizer, 24 hours. The question is, are you spending it or are you investing it? And based on that, we're all, trust me, we're all spending some of our time, but the question is, what's one thing you can do better this coming week? How can you be even more purposeful with your time this coming week so that you accomplish the things that matter most, so that you thrive professionally? And when it's time to shut work down, you actually go and you live your life. That's what this is about, a life of no regrets. If you're listening to this and you're a leader inside an organization and would love to learn more about what it looks like to drive the one thing principles and models inside your organization, this is my personal passion. It's what has commanded most of my time the last few years and we would love to engage with you. If you just go to the one thing.com slash training, that's with the number one in the URL, scroll down to the corporate section and there'll be a thing about virtual trainings and person trainings. If you just fill out either of those forms, we'll end up getting on the phone and we can have a conversation about what it looks like. If this episode has brought value to you, who's one person you can share it with? Please do so. And if you're new to the show, click the subscribe button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device of choice. And while you're at it, please consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player. It helps us reach more people and fulfill our mission, which is to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode. 